Hey y'all, welcome to Couture Conversations Podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Steele. I was having a conversation with a fellow female CEO. We were discussing the differences between straight up copycats and inspiration. It led me to remember a time where I was analyzing the differences between knockoffs, counterfeits, and simply inspiration. These three things are very different from one another and When I'm thinking about inspiration in fashion, it immediately brings me to this very famous scene from The Devil Wears Prada. It was the epic cerulean blue sweater scene where uh, Andy did a little giggle to herself when they were selecting some pieces in the room, and Miranda swiftly reminded her of her place that her selection of the cerulean blue sweater did not exempt her from the fashion industry, but in fact was inspired by a collection from a designer where eventually it trickled down into the sales bins of of where she may have purchased it. And the color cerulean was selected by the very people in the room she was standing in that she was laughing a bit by mocking them and their selective process. Truly, it goes into what is referenced as the market diffusion of innovation phases or the law of diffusion of innovation. And it's all derived from this, you know, famous quote from Gandhi that I think, you know, most of us know about. It's, you know, first they ignore you, uh, second they laugh at you, thirdly they'll, you know, fight it, and then lastly they'll win. After a while it starts to fade. And in fashion, An adaptation of this actually has occurred where we're talking about the stages of trends, where they are in their law of diffusion of innovation, where they are in their trend phases. Kind of a, I guess, description of what this looks like. It's the trend is first introduced, usually on the runway, where, you know, eyebrows are raised like, oh my gosh, I don't know if that's going to (laughs) work. And then the trend is on the rise and then it reaches its peak and eventually it starts its decline and eventually its rejection. I'm sure you can probably think of a trend of one that you may have followed in fashion that, you know, slowly are faster to rise and faster to fall than others. <laughs> the one thing that I that I do recall um, specifically in, you know, my generation are the low-rise jeans. (laughs) If you're listening to this, you know what I mean. But let me tell you this. With trends and with this law of diffusion of innovation or the market diffusion, the thing is, is that trends are the very catalyst to the beginning of counterfeits, knockoffs, and innovation or inspiration. Whenever I'm talking to a business owner or an artist or someone who's creating something, they are inspired by external things. We all have external sensing that allows us to be creative. But 
there's a very big difference between being inspired to generate any sense of inspiration than straight up counterfeit and knockoffs. So for the sake of this conversation, this couture conversation, I just want to quickly define the difference between counterfeits and knockoffs because I do hear them being interchanged equally and they are not. So first of all, a counterfeit is best described as a story of mine (laughs) or from a story of mine. I was in New York City and my mother and I were in Little Italy enjoying some lunch. And for those of you that know New York City, Mulberry Street is very close to Canal Street. If you've had the pleasure of going to New York City and going to Canal Street, you know that there are a lot of illegal counterfeits in the realm of Rolex watches or or designer bags. The thing is, is that counterfeits are illegal, okay? They are either stolen merchandise or they have slapped on a designer label that the designer did not indeed actually manufacture. So when you see a Louis Vuitton purse and it still has the LV markings on it, but it wasn't indeed manufactured by Louis Vuitton, um, a counterfeit agent slapped on false tags, that is a counterfeit and that is very illegal and there can actually be prosecution for that. So if you're ever on vacation and you see, you know, the the distributors with handbags or, you know, watches or something like that and the police come and there's a roundup and they're running away, it's because they can be arrested for this. And now getting into the gray area of knockoffs. Knockoffs are basically a copycat of the designer's where they take some version of what the designer created and they're putting their own label on it. So they're not stating that it is, in, that it is indeed a Chanel handbag, but that quilted print on that beautiful soft leather looks awfully familiar to the famous and infamous Chanel quilted handbag that is three times or four times the cost. Another popular knockoff that's commonly shown are the Chanel um, logo earrings or the Chanel um, logo in general, that while it does resemble it, it's not the exact replica. And there's a lot of licensing that goes into all of this to protect the designers. And in an episode prior, I referenced a woman that worked for LVMH, um, who was my idol, who was actually responsible for those licensing to counter the copycats or the knockoffs that are so, so, so prevalent. Moving into inspiration, that ultimately creates these beautiful, innovative pieces It goes without saying that in the fashion industry, especially in the luxury retail industry, it's very apparent where someone gained their inspiration from. And in many cases, when any designer is in an interview, one of the very first questions that is asked to them is typically, how were you inspired or what inspired you to design this line? They will rattle off several inspirations that attributed to the beautiful creation of what they've made. So thinking about the conversation when communicating this to a consumer or a buyer, the story of how you have come to the creation of this product or service 
differentiates you from the masses because your story, even if it's very similar to another's, is still uniquely yours. It's your take on things. It's from your perspective. It's your experience. But one thing that I know a lot of the business owners that I work with is that once they start offering things in a virtual way, they're concerned that they will have copycats offering it in the same way. But the thing is with business and the luxury retail industry is $1 billion industry of business. It's that there's always going to be counterfeits, knockoffs, and lots of people gaining inspiration from you when you have a great idea. (laughs) It's annoying, sure, at times. I'm, I'm certain of that. But it's also flattering as well. My favorite representation of this was actually an interview that Coco Chanel did. And the interviewer stated that the dresses she created in her line have been imitated or copied around the world. That there are thousands and thousands of copies. And the interviewer asked her if she was satisfied. Her response was epic. Her response was, Je suis ravie, which is, I am delighted. Her goal was to be copied. Her goal was to create style in the streets of France. She was flattered that people wanted to dress like her and dress like her designs. But she goes into that she doesn't believe in the word copy. She believes in the word imitation because if that is their style, it is already going to be very good if they're arriving at the imitation. People in the streets were dressing like her Designers were inspired by her creations, and rather than her being upset about this, it was a form of flattery because she wanted to bring style to the streets, and she felt as though she succeeded at that. She firmly believed that it's not fashion if no one has seen it, and if not everyone has seen it, then it's insignificant. But because the people in the streets were dressing like her, They weren't able to necessarily afford the Chanel version of that piece, but they were sporting garments that looked like hers to aspire to be like her. In that way, she was able to create a legacy and knew it. She actually found it to be insane to have an insane fear of copying because copying is a sign of flattery, in her opinion. She defined copying as success. And I have to stand by that viewpoint of hers because there is no success without copies and imitations. It, it doesn't exist. Coco Chanel saw imitations as not just flattery, but her legacy being able to live on, especially for those who could not attain or afford Chanel. She wanted to create a hook tour house that was one to aspire to become. That inspired those to want to work hard to be able to afford a Chanel garment or Chanel bag. And if people weren't willing to imitate that, then that wasn't something that people were going to aspire to want to own or obtain a real one. That's why when anyone is doing shopping on Canal Street in New York City, while buying a counterfeit is illegal, one, (laughs) But you're definitely not going to have the same luxury level experience purchasing that item as you do going into a Chanel store and purchasing your very first designer handbag for yourself. It's a memory. 
And it's definitely something that is forever imprinted in your mind. I want you guys to think about the very first time you bought something that was very expensive for yourself. More often than not, it was something that you had been dreaming about, wishing for, and wanting for a long time. I remember what mine was. I was working in my very first B2B sales position role, and I had a really wonderful commission check come through, and I knew exactly what I wanted to get with it. I had admired those in my office sporting a really beautiful watch. I knew I wanted to buy a beautiful watch that I could have and maybe even give to a daughter of mine or my goddaughter. (laughs) While I was doing this selection process, I had that in mind. But I also wanted something that was really special to me. So I shopped around a good bit and I did settle on one that I do sport all the time. Circling back to the original point of this podcast episode, the conversation I was having with my friend about imitation and counterfeiting and knockoffs, right? There are always going to be knockoffs or imitations or copycats when you're creating something that's highly desired by the masses. You can choose to think about it as infuriating, or you can ask yourself why you started this business to begin with. For Coco Chanel, it was to bring style to the streets of France, and she felt successful when people were copying her which is very different than the mindset of most business owners that I come into contact with. Of course, you had the original idea. You had the innovation behind it. But ask yourself, who inspired you or what inspired you to create what you created? Like I mentioned earlier in this episode, we all have external sensing. Some people are better at tapping into that than others. But inspiration does come from one place or another. Many times with those who are super innovative and maybe the first to create something with this product or service, then those inspirations usually come from another industry or the universe or the sky or a painting they had seen or whatever it may be. Inspiration comes from somewhere or something or someone. But the key is, is to not Let the fear of imitation scare you away from creating something brilliant because the unique perspective, the unique creation of it all is unique to you. I swear there are so many of these quotes swirling around social media where, you know, what makes you you makes you different than everybody else. And while we all share similar characteristics in some way or another, you are your own unique human. We haven't mastered the human form of cloning yet, or at least it hasn't become super popular to do because we understand that what makes one human different than the other are our own unique traits. And the same goes for when you're starting and launching a company. If you are in competing markets with someone or your market is just simply saturated. One of the most common and popular verticals in the luxury industry my company works with is in the jewelry industry right now. And let me tell you, that market is super saturated. So why would someone start a company in the jewelry industry 
when they know it's so saturated? It's because they believe what they are able to do, their unique take on creating pieces of jewelry is better or unique or different than others. And that's going to shine through in their culture, art that they're creating, the jewelry pieces. It's going to be creating a unique experience for the buyer. And that is what makes the difference between why a brand is going to be successful over not successful, in my opinion, and experience. Whenever I see a person or a company looking left and looking right to what their competitors are doing and not focused on what they're doing straight ahead with their own unique vision is when they start to fail. Now, it's very important to be able to look left and look right to see what your competitors are doing to see if you can be innovative to do it in a way that's better than them. That's very different than looking left or right and copying or imitating what they are doing. You're not staying true to your own unique perspective, your own unique take on things. Do you think for a second that Coco Chanel looked at the House of Gucci, which they were kind of up and coming around the same time period. Do you think for a second she looked at him and said, you know what, I'm going to copy what he's doing because he's doing so well? No. (laughs) She took her own approach, just like he did, just like Gucci did. They all have their own takes. And do you think that Giorgio Armani in the 70s took inspiration from some of the top fashion houses at the time? Maybe. But when you're creating something, you need to stay true to what makes you special, what makes your designs unique. Because then and only then are you able to create a legacy. And that's what these houses did. If you're second-guessing yourself or you're doubting or you're fearful, just know that all of us, every single entrepreneur that I have met has these same fears, but let the fear of imitation drive you. Because remember the market diffusion of innovation, the phases of them. If people are following you, they're copying you, they're imitating you, you're about to hit the peak of this trend. And that's when you should go full steam ahead. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was very fun to create and think about. I hope you have enjoyed it. And as always, let me know what you think. And I will talk to you guys next week.